Um, Channel 10. <laughs> Today's podcast is brought to you by Channel10Podcast.com. That's right. That's the official Channel 10 Podcast website. Now, there's a store link at the top. So you can click on that link and purchase Channel 10 merchandise like t-shirts and hoodies and all kind of goodies. So make sure you go there, click that, support the podcast, and get your Channel 10 podcast gear. Uh, Right now, you can get Channel 10 podcast logo gear, but there will be more designs coming soon. So keep it locked to Channel10Podcast.com. As always, make sure you rate, subscribe, and comment on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Help us grow. Uh, We got a lot of big things coming up, so definitely keep it locked to Channel10Podcast.com. Okay, with that, I'm out. Let's get into the show. Peace. We used to be like CNN Channel 10. And we used to think that people would catch on. No, but like, if you're not from Queens, <laughs> if you don't got Time Warner or whatever, <laughs> like, well, I didn't know that. Do it, yo. yo, what up, man? It's a different channel, son. What up, on, man? What up? Watch the channel, son. Different plane now, man. So good. What up? All good, baby, in every hood, son. What up, yo? CNN Network Channel 10. It's on again. Street niggas is grown men. Bold face, get in your face. Stay in place, yo, crime lace, cast more beef than Scarface. CNN, network, channel 10, it's on again. Street niggas, this grown man. Bold face, gather your face, stay in place, yo. Call is now being recorded. I just hit record. Look at yo This used to be a pineapple fan and it's orange. So you can only imagine what you put in it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you, you know, for real, like, I, I'm, I'm, st- I'm still, like, I'm still on the fence. I don't know. Like, I'm, I, I'm curious to try that shit see how it is. What, lean? Yeah. I mean, I had a homeboy one time who said that he was addicted to it, and he had to stop drinking it. And he said that it's real sweet. And... You know, you just drink it for the flavor, at least the way he would make it with the Jolly Ranchers or the Skittles at the bottom. And um, he just said it's just real, real sweet, and you just want to drink it. And it just makes you feel good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know, maybe, well, maybe just drinking it straight. Or just like put it, just like throwing it in soda and just seeing what happens instead of like doing like, doing, like the whole fiction. Fixings with the uh, with the Jolly Ranchers or whatever. Yeah. I don't know, but I mean, it goes back to what Schoolie D said about, um, you know, the the sound of the music is influenced by the drugs that the rappers are doing at the time. Mm-hmm. So like. I guess it does make a lot of sense. You know, he was saying, um, for all the listeners out there, go back and check out our uh, interview with Schoolie D. But, you know, he was talking about how, you know, back then all they did was just, you know, smoke some regular weed or whatever. So they would have these long introductions and kind of build the track up. But now, you know, you got certain drugs where you just have to get right into the track 
just boom and just a whole lot of stuff going on and then I guess with this whole slow down mush mouth garble type of stuff you know that's kind of that's no disrespect I didn't mean to say it like that <laughs> but you know that's influenced by uh, this this lean craze which I don't even know what they're doing now because you can't because they stopped manufacturing and selling it in America I believe Um, yeah, well, I mean, well, I mean, a, cer a certain rapper says something about that. Mm. I guess making fun of it, but I mean, I guess if you're traveling, if you're traveling all around the world, you can get easy access to it. Yeah. Yeah. This episode had a weird start. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> by the way, this is a Channel Ten podcast. It's Almighty AR in the building. And I'm single superior. And we're here just discussing various topics, and we just hit the record button. So, um, yeah, it's real interesting, this whole thing with these um, Atlanta producers, or not even Atlanta producers, but these producers who have migrated to Atlanta and cultivated this type of sound and energy that they have going on. And, um, you know, Lex Luger, I mean, he really kind of jumped it all off and changed this, the, the sound of music. I'm trying to think of what hip-hop was like. I'm trying to remember what hip-hop was like pre-Lex Luger. Well, I mean, well, what, what is technically, so technically, what is uh, Lex Luger's, like, first track? Uh, Hard in the Paint, I believe. Yeah. I mean, well, Zaytoven was was around during that time. That's right. That's right. That was when Gucci Man was dropping all of those mixtapes and um, trying to see what year was that. Flocka Flocka Hard in the Paint. Hmm. Probably eight it, years ago. At this point. Eight years ago. Maybe. Uh, like two thousand seven, two thousand eight. Hold up. Maybe. That can't be right. <laughs> Flock of Valley, 2010. Hold on, that was when it was uploaded to YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Wait, 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 I gotta see. I gotta get the official Wikipedia. As official as Wikipedia can be. Okay, it says released May 13, 2010. But... It may have been actually out before then. I mean, it had to have been. Hold on, did he produce Oh, Let's Do It too? No, no, actually, I was. I thought about that song the other day. I have no idea who, who did that. Oh, no, Eldon Beats. Where is he? <laughs> Nowadays, I wonder. I don't know. But, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, like even like going back to Zaytoven, man, I, I feel like he doesn't exactly get his just due, but after really recently just figuring out who the Migos are, or is rather, um, 
then I can see that Zaytoven is actually quite relevant because he seems like someone who would just really, you know, just base his career around Gucci Man. But now he's kind of branched out in a way, but yet he still hasn't exactly. I mean, somebody has to keep that uh, that Gucci Man ship afloat. <laughs> I mean, Gucci Man's doing it himself. I mean, he he has like a soundtrack coming out like next week. Or something. Yeah, uh, <laughs> he, he has a movie coming out. Yeah, like, I mean, like I mean, I, I don't even recall anyone even talking about him filming a movie. Yeah, somebody says something about whether Gucci Man is in jail or not. It makes no difference. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, pretty much. Um. You know, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if somehow, some way, they use like this whole jail thing to like enter it into like one of those like independent spirit award award ceremonies or whatever, like the contest or something, and then ends up winning like a Sundance Film Festival award. It might. I mean, you know, Gucci is a uh, pretty amazing like. Um, and it's like basically. He's he's like the the easy E of Atlanta for the new millennium. Because mm-hmm. like when you think about uh, Migos, I think even Migos. I mean, yeah, because Migos come through Zaytoven. Like like all roads lead back to Gucci Man at some point after a certain time period. Yeah, Migos, Young Thug, uh, McConan, yeah, and then now, just all the producers as well. Then Waka Flocka, and, oh yeah, you know, like Lex Luger, who we were just talking about, you know, eight oh eight oh eight Mafia, TM eighty eight, and Southside, and all these people. Oh, oh yeah, and um, and of course, uh, Mike Will made it. Hmm. Because uh, you know the the classic Atrium freestyle, I, I always forget that uh, that that's a Mike Will made it beat. Mm. Now doesn't Future have like some kind of weird connection with Gucci Man? Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure he does, but you know, he came up through the um, the Dungeon family. Man, the way he talks. He came up by himself selling crack on a corner. <laughs> yeah, but then he did say something about how, you know, his um was it his uncle or his cousin or whatever, Rico Wade, you mm. know, would bring him to the studio and stuff, so I mean, you know, he came up by himself, I guess, but you know, he 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 was around that type of uh or, you know, is from that that cloth, you know, that family or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, uh, I mean, so, uh, so I guess in the midst of this, uh, this post NWA movie era, have you noticed like, um, way more people wearing like NWA apparel? Oh yeah, I mean, there's a website where you can go and make like a straight out or whatever type of meme for yourself. 
And um, I've been seeing a lot of straight out of Baltimore uh, T-shirts and hats or straight out of West Side or um, I think I saw one that said straight out of Edmondson or something like that. So um, there is a lot of that going on. You know, it's it, it, it's something about if like if people get like a shirt that's specific to like their city, but they're in but they wear it inside the city. <laughs> I don't really what, see the point. That's what I've always said too. Matter of fact, the other day I was um I was eating in this uh this family restaurant type spot, Sorrento's in uh, Arbutus, um, which is an area, I guess, yeah, yeah it's Baltimore County. Um, and I noticed, um, you know, a lot of uh, Orioles gear, a lot of Natty Bow shirts. For people who don't know, Natty Bow is a, um, is a famous Baltimore beer and the logo is you know, basically synonymous with Baltimore. And, you know, like a lot of Ravens gear and stuff like that. And it's just like, you know, Drake had that line where he said, hardly home, but always repping. But it's like, this is like always home and always repping. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, like, I mean, I, I guess like Orioles gear and like Ravens gear. I, I mean, I, I guess I can see that, but and it may even like Natty Bowl short like shirts because it's like really more of like I guess like a cultural thing. But if it's like something like straight out of Baltimore or I don't know like like an all black shirt that says got Baltimore, you know, it's probably based on like the the uh, the got milk campaign or something like that. Oh yeah. Then it's just like a step too far for me. And those, like my, those are be more hats. Oh yeah, man, I used to hate those. Like, but then it's something to do when you're outside of the city, but when you're here, it's like okay. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's, it's, a, it's a weird phenomenon. Yeah, but I, yeah, man. I guess it makes sense, you know, people showing pride in that city and stuff like that, but I don't know, you already here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I mean, yeah, and um, but yeah, well, I, uh, I asked you like the, I asked you that NWA question because um, I see a lot of that going on right now. Even out and, there in uh, Oklahoma? Yeah, a lot of people like, you know, it's wearing like, you know, a shirt that has has a picture of, of NWA on it, or, mm. you know, they may have, like, the NWA hat with, you know, their, their banged-up vans with the holes in them, you know, with maybe some, some, some paint-splattered jeans on that are rolled up to the knees with a Hawaiian shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> so is it that, um... Is it is it becoming that Wu Tang shirt and Target effect? Oh man, I don't know. That, that's a that's a really good question. Uh, no, I you know 
I still think it's kind of still it's still like one of those underground things that just hasn't really caught on yet because even with like the Wu-Tang Target shirt effect, I've only seen one person with, with the Wu-Tang Target shirt on and then I've seen two other people with like the official Wu-Tang shirts on. You know what's crazy? Like, I don't know if those Wu-Tang shirts are still in Target because I went to Target in, in Mondawmin looking for a Wu-Tang shirt and I couldn't find one. Well, I, um, <laughs> um, I went on the Target website looking for them and they, and they had more clearance but they, but they only have, um, they only had small. Oh, and, man. And it was going for like six, like five or six dollars. But, um, but yeah, but I, I figured that's probably a sign that I should just go ahead and just buy like the, the official Wu-Tang shirt. Yeah, because, like, I'm one of those dudes where I was the one who was never going to wear another rapper's apparel. But I think at this point, Wu-Tang is so ubiquitous. It's kind of, like, cool now. Like, it's all right. Yeah. But, you know, but, like, Wu-Tang hasn't exactly, like, it hasn't, hasn't, like, gotten to the point that, you know that people just start wearing it but they don't know they don't really know what they're wearing like how if you see people someone like someone with a Beatles shirt on mm -hmm. and they have no idea who who the Beatles are exactly yeah that's the worst thing in the world I was just thinking about that the other day because I have a um I have a Pink Floyd shirt with the um the uh shoot why can't I think of the name of the first album right now um the Piper at the Gates of Dawn Nah, nah, not that one. The one, um, the one that the yellow brick road. Dark side, not not dark side of the moon. Yeah, dark side of the moon. Oh, okay. Yeah, I had the show with that. I mean, the uh, shirt with that, and I was walking around with it on, and it occurred to me that some people are probably looking at me, thinking that I have no concept of what Pink Floyd is, or probably had never heard the dark side of the moon album. Yeah, probably. And oh yeah, so yeah, that's right. So so me and you, yeah, we, we do have the same shirt because I have a Dark Side of the Moon shirt too, and then also I have um I, I have uh, a the Wall shirt. You know, um, I can't really get into the Wall like as a whole album. Like, it's, it's just too dense. I don't know. It just didn't hit me musically right yeah and I've tried to listen to it a couple times but I don't know I guess you know every time I listen to it I'm expecting to hear something that's more similar to Dark Side of the Moon and I hear people say that The Wall is their best album and you know I do like the actual I think it's I think the song is The Wall but yeah. um, I don't know I really have to sit down and, and listen to it some more I don't. I mean, you know, I'm still, I'm still on the fence about what you know, whether I like Dark Side of the Moon or their their first album best. Now, was that first album? Was that when like their their underground album? I guess before they made it, or yeah, okay, yeah, yeah it was like one of those, um, you know, I guess like one of those underground hippie albums. But they, but they also like recorded that in Abbey Road Studios when, um. When the Beatles were making probably 
Let It Be or one of those albums like in the next studio over or some shit like that. Uh. But but it, but it wasn't under Roger Waters. It was under Sid Barrett being being like being the uh, the lead singer of it. So it's like really like trippy, and he's just saying like some crazy off the wall shit. Uh. And it doesn't make any sense. And he even he always admitted that like the lyrics, his lyrics don't really make any sense. But he just he likes to put words together that sound good. Uh. So it's kind of interesting. I mean that's a that's an interesting form of lyricism though, like just playing with syllables that don't get together. Like I mean, yeah. And you know, parts of it might make some sense and parts of it might not, but it just sounds cool. Like when I think about Sean Price, you know, he does that sometimes, or like I think even Ghostface sometimes on a lot of his earlier stuff. Oh yeah, well, even like um, what like three, two up epi- two or three episodes ago when we were talking about Joel Santana. Oh yeah, yeah. And how you like that? Uh, what's that line from Santana's sound? Um, which one? You talking about the whole selection? Um, no, it, it was something else that he said. Like, I think like kind of after that or something. Kurt Cobain. Um, Work it, work it. I know you Thursday. You <laughs> <laughs> made a lot of that in there. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, so it. So Lil. So are uh, Lil is is Lil Reese and Reese the same person? Probably. Okay. Well, he has a song called Reese Man Lafleur too. I think Gucci Gucci Man is going to become a fucking cultural icon within like the next three years oh yeah that's right that's um that's uh cause I think Reese is doing a um he's doing a whole project with uh Zaytoven oh hmm yeah they got ReeseLaFlair.com and 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 that's only it's only for that one mixtape. Looks like it, yeah. Well, I mean, see, that's the thing. It just kind of seems like a waste to me to have like a website dedicated to like one mixtape. You know, like how they have like websites that that are dedicated to one movie. Yeah, I was I was just about to mention that, <laughs> <laughs> and like. I guess they keep these websites up forever. Because you know the Space Jam website is still up. I remember you told me that. Let me see. Is it, is it Space I'm assuming it's SpaceJam.com. Um, I, don't, I don't know, but I do know that it's... Uh, it's yeah, it is. Look, okay. And it's like looked at as a relic of um, old web design. Oh, it looks pretty old. Hell yeah. Only now on DVD. Damn, 2003. What, 12 years old? Damn. I wonder if there will be like some type of uh, like weird academic web design studies, or some type of weird cultural studies based around 
um, the Space Jam website and other like old websites that are still around. Yeah, I mean we're on H HTML5 now. That original website was probably done like HTML2 or something like that. <laughs> They probably made wonder, the images like, for that on Microsoft Paint. <laughs> I wonder if um if NPR has like some type of special, some type of like um series like on old web design or something like that, or, or like a cover story on the Space Jam website, and it probably went to the people at Warner Brothers to, to ask why do they still pay to have the Space Jam website up. I mean, like, every time there's a new format, you know, you can put some type of update on it, like how they have it on DVD, and I guess, you know, eventually it'll be on Blu-ray, and then maybe it'll be on, you know, some type of streaming service, and then maybe it'll be on, um, you know, Oculus Rift or some type of 3D holographic thing in the future. I mean, well, I don't know, maybe Michael Jordan pays for it. Maybe he likes to look at it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, um, oh, yeah, so, so the, uh, the YouTube Red thing. Oh, yeah. So, from my understanding, YouTube Red is basically like YouTube's paid subscription service similar to a Spotify or a Tidal. And the benefits of it are exclusive content, no commercials, and the ability to save things for offline viewing and to, um, I guess, listen to YouTube videos without the app being open, which, you know, is a huge, has been a huge criticism of the YouTube app for a long time. They eventually said, I mean, they did say that they were going to you know, have that ability in the future. So I guess this is their way of doing it. Okay. So, and then and the, and the thing is, if you are a content maker on YouTube, you have to sign up for YouTube Red. Right. And if you don't, then they'll make all your videos private until you do. This, you know... This kind of sounds like um, Google Plus all over again. I mean, I don't think I don't think it's that bad. I mean, I don't know. Like, it's kind of. I mean, I don't really see it as being that bad because you know, I mean, you're getting additional service and you're paying for it, and. It's you know supposedly it's going to lead to the content creators getting more money, you know, based off of the subscriptions versus you know just straight advertising money. So I just we'll think see, that they're upset because they're being forced into it, and I think maybe for certain people, I, I don't know because I I believe that their content is still going to be viewable by people who don't subscribe to YouTube Red. So. Okay, well, and I was going to say that's the issue, but he, but he, like here's here's the issue with with uh, with this whole YouTube Red thing that I kind of see, and it's and it kind of goes to the people who illegally upload things that they're not supposed to be uploading that we are able to see. So, 
you know, like, for example, I mean, YouTube is kind of like the Wild West, for real. Like, it, people just be, they just upload everything. Ever since, you know, people could, could go past, you know, 30 minutes, it's just been crazy. So you have all these old history channel documentaries from, from back in the day that I remember watching when I was a kid or Discovery Channel. And, for example, I've been catching up on the, uh, on the, uh, the presidential uh, the, the presidential debates uh. on YouTube. So, if YouTube Red comes into play, I imagine that it will force people to not upload things like that that I can just freely watch. Well, there's um. Now, when you watch these things, do they have advertisements on them? Uh, some do, some don't. Cause I do know, like, like when you upload certain music illegally what it'll do is I guess it searches a database and um, and like I and like I'm, I might have this option with my distribution if anybody were to upload one of my songs I get the money from it so it'll automatically put ads on it that I get for someone else uploading it and I think it works like that with like a lot of movies and stuff too well that's what's up because like I mean, I, I mean, because I mean, because like, for example, like these presidential debates, they're like I've watched. I think I'm on like the third one. There are no commercial breaks at all. Nothing. Mm. I just get I just get one advertisement in the very beginning that I can skip within like the first four seconds. I mean, I I do think that the networks are probably getting some money for that. You know, but see, but that's the thing, though. Like, but I feel that if YouTube Red is, is kind of forcing people into paying, then that means that the the, the providers of, of this content, you know, like the, the, the people who are getting it from like the CNNs and history channels, they're going to want a larger cut. Yeah, I mean, I guess they'll just have to take a cut of the streaming, but. I think their marketing uh, people are smart enough to know that the people who are watching it on YouTube probably are not going to watch it on TV. So you might as well get what you can out of these people, you know? Mm -hmm. And I guess it goes to like the whole Spotify type thing to where this is somebody who could be illegally downloading something. But instead, you're streaming it on Spotify, and you're making less money, but this person probably wasn't going to buy it anyway. So, you know, <laughs> at least get something for it. You know, I don't know. I've been thinking about doing it, but I just, I'm getting so tired of, like, subscription-based services already. And I only have two. Uh, which are those? Amazon and Netflix. And I've been I, thinking about getting rid of Netflix. Damn. I have Amazon, Netflix, Hulu, Audible, where you can go to audibletrial.com slash channel 10 and get a free 30-day trial. <laughs> um, <laughs> so go do that, everybody. So I have Amazon, Netflix, Hulu, Audible, 
Tidal, Spotify, um, I'm trying to think what else, uh, I guess through Channel 10 and 410 Music Factory, I have two for um, SoundCloud, and I realize how annoying the SoundCloud ads are anytime I accidentally listen to something and I'm not logged in. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um... Like I get real confused. Like why? Like why is this happening? <laughs> um, what about uh, UFC? Oh yes, right. UFC. Um, UFC t- uh, TV. Was it UFC Fight, Fight Pass. Pass? Yep, I have that. Um, is that it? Which I don't know. That it does add up to quite a bit a month. I mean, like me, I mean, like really, I mean, I think technically I would probably be better off with just like using Netflix, it, like just for like, well, for like, for, for streaming purposes more than Amazon, but I use Prime to get, you know, books and everything that I need in a timely fashion. So then I figured that maybe I should just get rid of Netflix and just, just deal with Prime. Uh then you won't have narcos. Oh, yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I guess a vibe without narcos. So, I mean, I mean, it's, it's a good show, but it's, it's nothing that I, I don't feel like my, my life depends on it. Mm. Well, so I haven't used, um, I haven't used the Amazon streaming in a while. Occasionally I'll, I'll use the music aspect of it. Um, I haven't used Netflix in a while, and I haven't used Hulu in a while, but I'm eventually going to use Hulu again to catch up on Empire, and I do use it to watch the occasional South Park episode or um, or The Daily Show, which I haven't watched since uh, Trevor Noah's been on there, and I've been meaning to go back and look at that. Um, See, I'm, I'm waiting for like all the South Park episodes to build up so I can just watch them. Yeah, it's been like a whole day. Well, shit, I don't even have a whole day no more. So I don't know. It'll, <laughs> it'll have to be segmented. Yeah. Oh man, I swear I forgot to. I got to tell you tell you about these uh these liberal people at work, man. Oh man. The liberal regime or something like. All right, so oh, first of all. I had like I had like my very first like true disgruntled customer. Mm. So so we have like the, we had we have like this like this chair like this charity organization that that customers can 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 uh, can, can, uh, can donate to, and pretty, like the way you donate is that like they round off they round up your total to like the next dollar amount, mm-hmm. and then so you know. If you like, so I guess what if it takes like twenty five cents to get to like from fifteen forty five to, you know, sixteen dollars even, right? Then you contribute like that twenty cents or whatever. So well, I guess it'll be more than that. But anyway, fifty five. Yeah, fifty five cents. So I had this guy come in, and the thing is, like, you know, he's like this older white guy, or whatever. But whenever like he comes in in the morning like on a Saturday he's always kind of like an asshole and he and he's been in my line before so he comes up 
And, you know, he's kind of just being like an asshole or whatever. And he's like, yeah, I'm running late. And so I guess he kind of, I felt like he told me that so I could kind of hurry up. But anyway, while he, while he was like trying to give me the money, it's like a $10 order, 10 something or whatever like that. He gives me a $100 bill and he's like trying to give me correct change. And so I'm looking at him and he keeps saying like he's running late and he just like looks mad. And I'm like, well, if you just donate, it was rounded off to the next dollar amount. He's like, no, 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 whatever like that. And I'm like, okay. So I'm just looking at him and he's still trying to figure out this change thing. And I'm like, look, man, I'm like, if you just do this, just round it off. I mean, you'll be fine. It will take less time. He's like, no, what are you talking about? I'm like. I said, you're sitting here, I was like, you're sitting here, you're counting out change, and you, you just said that you're running late, so how is this really helping you? I said, if you just let me round it off, everything will be fine, and I can just give you the money, you can leave. And he's like, all right, shit, shit, all right, just do it, whatever. <laughs> so I do it, and then he looks, at, he looks at the screen, he's like, wait, I didn't donate anything. I said, you just told me to do it. I didn't, I didn't donate shit. <laughs> whatever, whatever, all right, just, just give me my money. And then so he's like, <laughs> he's like, you really need to work on your stuff. You got to work on your presentation. That was all fucked up. And then he just storms off. And I'm like, have a blessed day. <laughs> <laughs> and like the customer, they were just looking at the whole trans. They didn't even understand like why that guy was like being such a bitch, man. Because he like he donated 15 cents. It was 15 cents. <laughs> so he'll probably never come in my line ever again. <laughs> Go to. What's that? What did his fifteen cents go to, or go to um, uh, something regarding vitamins? A very liberal cause. I'm about to say so. Nothing real. <laughs> yeah, pretty much nothing real. And um, not that it probably would have gone to anywhere anyway. It probably goes to administrative fees, but that's another story. And see, and, and, and that's the thing, like, you know, when 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 I do tell them, like, you know, what it, what it's about, they keep asking me about, does it go to administrative services? And I'm like, I don't know. All I know is that I got to tell you, I got to ask you if you want to donate. <laughs> like, 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 how are you supposed to know the inner workings of this whole other organization that you're not a part of? You be some, yo, these liberal, yo, like, some of them even ask me, like, who the CEO is. And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I had somebody ask me who the CEO of my job is and I had no idea so I was trying to stall for time while I could Google it real quick because <laughs> 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 oh, I'm gonna send the CEO a letter you think the CEO <laughs> cares about your little letter I'm sorry, but I work for an evil empire. Let me tell you how my job does when it comes to donating. So, you know, I guess, well, I guess, you know, fuck it. I work for the power company in in the region. So, um, there's only one power company in the region. You You only have one option to get your power from. So... You know, if a situation gets real heavy and you can't pay the bill, 
you know, there's no cheaper alternative or anything like that. Your only option is to go to something called Energy Assistance or the Fuel Fund or United Way. And I think United Way has something to do with these things. So basically what they try to get us to do is do all these United Way freaking um, events to, to, um, to raise money. And also to give some money out of our check to United Way. To give to the damn organization that's giving people money that they need so that this company won't cut the power off. So basically, you're taking the money that you're paying the workers and putting it in a fund to give the people who can't pay the bill that you're getting the money for. <laughs> And then you're making it look like you're doing some type of amazing charitable thing. When really, you're charging people something that they can't pay. And you're taking money from the employees to give it to the people who can't pay to give it back to you. Hmm. <laughs> and trying to give it really back to something good. Yeah. So, and then they send all these emails talking about all this type of stuff that, you know, is so good. such a good thing. But I'm sitting here looking like, if I want to donate to United Way, I'll do that on my own. I'm not doing it to make this company look good. And then today, they had some type of hot dog thing for the United Way. <laughs> and you know, that article just came, not article, but that study just came out from the World Health Organization talking about how hot dogs give you cancer. <laughs> <laughs> and somebody mentioned that. I was uh, walking past... And somebody was like, oh, yeah, we got these hot dogs. And somebody said, well, yeah, well, you know, they cause cancer. It just came out. I was like, really? Like, yeah. So you're giving people food that gives them cancer to raise money. <laughs> <laughs> so it's so like they can pay a bill to you that they can't pay. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to say about this shit, man. That's what happens when you have a freaking monopoly. Yeah, pretty much. And, um, oh, yeah, and then, like, man, <laughs> and, uh, these, uh, like another element about dealing with these liberals is that they really, like, the, like the way they talk about the natural products that they're buying. So... You know, I, I think I think I've told I've told you this before about like the whole thing about plastic and you know people bringing their own bags and everything like that. Mm. <clears throat> so, you know, they're like two schools. They're like so there are people who just don't really care, and you know they don't and they want their meat separated from you know um, or chemicals separated from like you know dry things. There are other people who don't care because they're so dedicated to saving trees. <laughs> That they and that you know they don't they just they don't they don't understand why people worry about contamination so much when you got to save these trees. But if that's say if they don't have their bag, then they get really upset and kind of mad at you because they have to use one of the plastic bags that are provided for free for you for you know for for, for their convenience. But they say only use one bag when they buy seventy dollars worth of shit. And you tell them. There's, there's like physically no way, literally, that you can fit everything in this one bag. 
and they'll tell you try it anyway, <laughs> and then you do it, and then as soon as they pick it up, it just breaks. <laughs> and then they get madder at you because then you gotta put it in another bag, and then you got you gotta use maybe two or three bags. But there was this one. There was this one chick who came in the line, and she you can tell she's like mad liberal. She's white. She has dreads. She has like personality glasses. I'm I'm sure of it. And she has like a polka dot dress. So she has like her bag or whatever like that. And of course she buys all this shit and she wants me to pack it in there. But the, but it's like the way the way you probably bag. It just really didn't fit. It, it didn't fit with what she wanted me to do because technically the way that she wanted me to bag it all of her shit would just would have just been fucked up. Everything, and so I, I felt kind of weird doing it, but she told me to do it, and then and then so I was like, "Do you do you want me to separate the chemicals?" And she's like, "What chemicals?" And I'm like, "Well, I see that you have some kind of like weird plastic contraption, looks like lotion or something. Do you want me to like to separate it?" And she's like, "No, because they aren't chemicals." I'm like, "Okay." So I just started putting it in the bag, and then she just goes on this rant about. See, I buy natural things. See, these aren't chemicals, I don't think. Are they chemicals? And then she starts asking me if they're chemicals. So then she t- takes out all the all the chemicals and she starts looking on the back of them to see if they have chemicals in them. Everything <laughs> is a daggone chemical. <laughs> oh, man. Like, I can, just go on, I can go on for days with, all these, with these fucking people. Like, it made no sense. Like, like chemicals are natural some <laughs> chemicals are artificial nah I don't know I mean this is why you need to go to channel10podcast.com and buy some merchandise so we don't have to go through this <laughs> <laughs> like y'all hear the advertisement in the beginning of the show Man, y'all need to sign up for Audible. Y'all need to buy some merchandise. Y'all need to go on channel10podcast.com. Y'all need to click on that Amazon link and and, and order some stuff so that we can get our little commission. Because you see the type of things that we have to go through in addition to bringing you this great content every week. Yeah, man, it's... I don't know, I haven't, I, I guess, I guess our, uh, we could do testimonies now, our testimonies could be this bullshit, the shit that we take, that we gotta go through. I know, right, like, like, <laughs> like, real talk, freaking, um, it just bugs me out, like, you talking about this all-natural chemical, like, yo, there's chemicals in the plastic that you are, that, that you house your chemicals in. Man, yo, I told I told someone that they she got really upset. This was like two weeks. I forgot to tell you about that shit. <laughs> she said, and I and I shouldn't have said it, but I just got I just got really fed up with all these people keep telling me to to save my trees when I ask them, you know, if paper or plastic is fine. I said she was like, no, save your trees. I have my own bags. I'm like, okay. And then, but she doesn't. Ha- it's, she doesn't. She she only buys shit for, for you know from the vitamin section. And then she starts going on and on about plastic and how it destroys the environment. And I'm looking. She has like fucking ten things, like ten plastic bottles of vitamins, with gelatin capsules. 
And I'm just looking at them, you know, just 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 go across like the conveyor belt as I, as I'm scanning them. I'm like, well, that's cool and all, but you know, these are made with plastic, right? That's not the point. That's not the point. No, that's not the point. This is different. <laughs> it's different because it's something that you want. Yeah, well, yeah, I just, I didn't, I didn't, I really didn't get that shit. That's different. Then she, hurried, she hurried up and she, she made sure that she paid with credit. She usually gave me cash. She just, she just swiped the car real quick and left after I said that. You have a fucking plastic card. <laughs> I didn't think about that. But I mean, that's the thing. But but now you have Apple Pay now, so people. Man, yo, like now it's like now it's like a it's like a it's a social group if you have Apple Pay or if you use your chip, and so like the chip thing doesn't work right now. It's it's going to start working next year, and so the, people get really uppity if they can't use that chip because they want to be safe. <laughs> oh my god, it's like <laughs> the uh, like 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 they never heard the term "be safe." Be safe, though. And it's funny because it's it's funny because tax stone made it a thing like saying be safe though, but that's just what we say. Like, you know, you're chilling with your people and you just like, you know, be safe. That's like saying goodbye because you don't know you don't know if somebody when they walk away from you if something's gonna happen to them. So you can be safe, but that's not gonna help you. You can use your chip, but that's not going to help you because once chips start proliferating and it becomes more lucrative to the to the people who are scammers to figure out a way to hack that joint, they're going to hack it. It's like how for a while there were no viruses on Mac computers, but then Mac computers started proliferating and it became more lucrative to make viruses for Macs. Yeah, I mean, well, <laughs> you come here one day and tell one one of these chip users you uh, that and see what happens to you. I'm not gonna lie though, I do want a chip, like, cause it's, it's you know some fly next level tech stuff. Even though it's not really because other countries have had it for a very long time. <laughs> yeah. But my girlfriend, she. Got a credit card and she has a chip on her card, and her card is from the same company that mine is from. But I don't have a chip, so I'm thinking about getting the same card that she has, and rate and hopefully, you know, if I get approved for that, not only will I have a chip, but it'll increase my available credit, which will increase my credit score, so I can get a chip and raise my credit score at the same damn time. Well, I mean, you should be getting a chip next year, though. Okay. Because um, I'm getting a chip next year. Um, I just I I just got a new debit card for my main bank, which is one of the main debit card issuers in the United States, which I recently found out, and I was like, oh, maybe they'll give me a chip, but they didn't. But mm -hmm. they're switching from Mastercard to Visa. It was like a big story in the news about it so maybe once they make that switch then I'll have my chip I mean well I mean well the, well, the whole chip thing is like a law like about what 2016 
All cards have to have chips or something. I, mean, I can't see them doing that by 2016 because you have all these businesses that, or maybe they have to have both because you have all these businesses, these small businesses that won't, they, you know, they can't afford to upgrade their equipment for that. And I guess Square is going to have to come out with something for it. I don't know. I feel like this whole chip thing just kind of makes people more lazy than what they are. So, so the the one fourth of a calorie that you burn to to pick your card up and swipe it, now you don't have to do. You just have to stick it in somewhere and wait <laughs> for it to beat. <laughs> I mean, I guess to the uh, defense of the chip, though, the uh, credit and debit system that we use is like extremely antiquated. But the one thing that bugs me out is how, you know, you have the option to use credit or debit. Yeah, I don't understand that. Well, they actually work on two different systems. And I think people feel safer because you have to put in a PIN code for debit. But I, I think that's the older, less secure system than the credit one. I mean, well, I, f I find that, that personally, like in my experience, people use credit way more because they're just fucking lazy. Because they don't want to think to try to remember the debit code. Yeah, you know what? I initially started doing it out of laziness, but <laughs> actually, the it's actually takes more effort to do that because they have to give you a receipt, then you have to sign it and give it back. Like the whole process of using it is way more drawn out than just putting in your pin code. I mean, well, like, well, in, in certain places, but if you're, like, at a, in a large store, then no. Like, people just say credit or, you know, they just press one, but they press the one button and then they just, like, get the pen and just draw a line real quick. <laughs> maybe, maybe with, like, one squiggle. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, I've come up with some creative signatures. I, I must agree. I must admit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know, man. Like, when I just see people do that, or, or like, I can tell because, like, people, like, really think that we, we take the, like, the, the chips. So what they'll do is that they'll just, like, stick, like, the card in, and they just assume that it's just going to beat by itself to to, to to let the person know that, that you know, that's finished. And I, I just, I don't know, it's, it's something that's so, it's, it seems so lazy. And then people get really upset if they got to swipe their card. I mean, some just get upset because they just can't stick the thing in. It's way forward to, to, to do the work for them. Mm. I don't know. I mean, you're in the transition to a more cashless society. I was just listening to something on NPR about how I think in Denmark, I think um, some very small percentage of transactions are still done with cash and most people pay uh, with their phone or with a chip and like how it's beneficial in a lot of ways I didn't listen to the whole thing but basically it's beneficial in a lot of ways and it's detrimental in a lot of ways as well but me I would like to have money in all forms. So I want to have money in, a, in, you know, like one or two checking accounts 
want to have my emergency stash in my savings account. I want to have my credit card pretty clear, so I always have access to that. I need a cash. I'm I, I need a stash of cash in a shoebox, and I need bricks of gold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and some stocks. <laughs> so oh, is you, it, you it's Copper. Yeah, copper. Seems like copper. Yeah, copper is uh starting to make a comeback in the, in the medical profession. Hmm. That's a good look, man. I might have to buy some um buy some copper and buy some stocks and some copper or something. Yeah, like apparently, apparently, what the Egyptians used copper to to treat like chest infections, and so now a lot of a lot of the um medical people they're trying to figure out ways to implement copper um onto like certain machines that they use to you know to to make them less infection prone or infection whatever do they know why copper is less infection prone or or some ancient egyptian secret that uh was lost from the (laughs) libraries of alexandria uh i i think it's a little bit of both i think they don't exactly really understand why just like just like the properties that that form copper just for whatever reason just kind of like that mm. so no, um, it, so no. they want to start using it <laughs> mm. well as they say uh you know all all roads lead back to uh africa <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. But yeah, that was a uh, yeah. So like when I heard when I heard about it, I figured that next thing you know, copper they're gonna start making copper bars or some shit, and then you're gonna have those weird copper for gold places popping copper no cash for copper places you know popping up or something like that, and then more people will be stealing copper out of people's houses. I mean, copper has value. Um, isn't there a lot of copper in a penny? Mm, yeah, I think so. Yeah, and the and the um actual penny is worth more than one cent. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy when you think of it. So, so I guess so. I guess the question is, how do you how do you make more money off of off of one penny? Melt it down <laughs> and sell I mean, it, which I is mean, a federal offense. <laughs> oh, it is. Yeah, you, yeah, you can't destroy uh, U.S. currency. It's illegal, even though U.S. currency isn't even printed by the United States. It's printed by the the uh, the world, well, not the World Bank, but the Central Bank, which is a private company. And and in in the paper that supplies the the bank to make the money is a private company. They've been in business with the government since the 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 eighteenth century. Are you talking about the actual paper company? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, that doesn't creep you out. I don't know what will. But Stay woke. <laughs> but, I mean, well, so then, so so technically, if, you, if you're, like, in front of Obama or whatever like that, and you just get the $100 bill and just rip it in front of his face, that's a federal offense. Yeah, you're destroying currency, U.S. currency. Well, damn, well, dead press should have been locked up a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> and, and burning a U.S. flag is a federal offense. And 
See, oh, that's, that's the thing about burning the U.S. flag because if you are because if you're a company and you just you know make a print of the U.S. flag, technically that it, it, it's not a part of the government. The government didn't make it. Mm. I mean, look at like all those flags, like different Fourth of July like shirts that you see like at a ninety-nine cent store around Fourth of July. This makes no sense. I mean, that's a good point. I wonder. I wonder if it has to be a current U.S. flag, or can it be one with forty-eight stars? Hmm. That's interesting. That's a good point. Like, what if you have like a replica? Yeah, but but it's just missing like one star. <laughs> <laughs> Is it still a U.S. flag? Yeah. Hmm. Someone should, should do like a test case on that. <laughs> yeah, that, that is uh, interesting. Or like, also too, I would think that that free speech would cover s at least some of it, though. I mean, but then wouldn't free speech cover destroying money? Hmm. I mean, free speech is supposed to cover a lot of things, but um, <laughs> it's like with you know, with great freedom comes great responsibility <laughs> and great consequences. Because mm. somebody was making a point, like you know, you can be one of those people who, when, when you're confronted by a police officer, you know, you know all your rights and you know the letter of the law and you stick it to them because you know that you're right that's that's not gonna you know when you talk about your rights and your freedoms and everything like that and you might be absolutely right but no matter how right you are that's not gonna stop them from smacking you side the head with a billy club <laughs> and dragging you down the street and worrying about the consequences later <laughs> Yeah, that's true, but see, but uh, but like I don't know. But now it, this whole thing with money, and you can't destroy it. You can't destroy it, but yet you know you go to a strip club and you just throw it everywhere. <laughs> and 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 the things you do with that money in in the strip club, I mean, you know, like you know where you may put it and everything like that. You would think there would be some type of outcry against that or something. Or music videos, the way that they just throw money around. I wonder if George Washington ever thought that his face would be in a black woman's thong. <laughs> Thousands of them across the nation. <laughs> a whole bunch of them just placed in the thong. While the while her booty is shaking. No, uh, I mean I'm pretty sure he was probably used to it. <laughs> <laughs> we don't you know Jefferson was. I know, right? <laughs> oh man, um, my girl, she was just telling me about this book, um, by a freedman around the time of Thomas Jefferson, who basically wrote this book. In the 1800s, um, and she's supposed to be 
I, I forget the name of the book and the guy I gotta ask her, but basically he called Thomas Jefferson out for being a hypocrite because he said that, you know, basically having slaves was a lack of humanity or something like that. But yet he had over 250 slaves and viewed blacks as less intelligent. Hmm. Well, he was a complicated man. As a white man. <laughs> <And push it. laughs> he was a man of his time. Yeah. I don't know. I get tired of hearing that shit. I mean, it's true, yeah, but there are so many examples of that, of, you know, so many remnants of that shit today. There, after a while, it's like, yeah, yeah, all right, we get the point. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, you know, he's a man of his time, but if you're supposed to be a man of such upstanding moral stature, you know, doesn't morality transcend time? Or does it? Hmm. I think no. at his time, being that there were abolitionists, uh, you know. I mean, well, morality is a cultural thing anyway. Yeah. I mean, you got people in different countries that have more than one wife and they think that's moral because they think that they they can take care of more than one person. Whereas people here, on the other hand, may not exactly think of it that way. I mean, I don't know. I think the basic morality is um, don't harm, like don't do anything that's going to harm anybody else and don't force people to do things that they don't want to do. I mean... Basically... Everything should be, you know, voluntary. I mean, well, I mean, shit. History, it, it, history is based on involuntary things, <laughs> things that people didn't want to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> people, I mean, that's the thing, man. Like. All, all you read about is just whole about it's nothing but stories of people getting killed or people being put in a situation and they couldn't do anything about it really but then maybe they found a way to finally eventually get over it or some shit like that it's just a depressing history a depressing story of mankind and and aliens if you know and reptilians if you are you know if you are a uh, believer in those things. Yeah. I mean. I don't know. Oh, speaking of aliens. I guess this is going to go on a science tangent. Did you, um, have you seen anything about that star? That dims at a certain interval. And it, and like the brightness, it doesn't like match like the patterns of any other star, and they can't figure out why. And one of the theories of why is that aliens light years away have built some mega structure that passes in front of the star for years at a time, which makes it dimmer. Hmm. 
Mm, no, I didn't hear about that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, matter of fact, they're talking about it on Science Friday on, on the NPR, and basically they were saying, you know, when it comes to the uh, these type of things, you know, some type of aliens doing something like that is like the last thing that you would come up with as a scientist, but they don't have any other explanation. I think one of the explanations is like some type of cosmic dust cloud, but then they said, you know, even that kind of doesn't make any sense, so the only other thing they can come up with is um, some type of mega alien structure that blocks out some light from the star. But then I imagine that that the term alien is kind of used rather, you know, loosely. No, they mean actual alien civilization that can build something as big as a planet. Well, why couldn't a planet just come out? I mean, why? why I mean, why couldn't just be some type of an inanimate object in space? Uh, I think they had their reasons as to why. I mean, they did have the dust cloud thing. Um, as to why it couldn't be a planet, I'm I, I'm gonna forget why they said it. You know, it probably wasn't that, but they they had all their reasons why it wasn't that though. Or could it be um like a culmination of space junk? Yeah, which apparently is like a really growing, like a really big problem, but apparently. The way the world sees it is that they just aren't going to do anything about it no time soon. I mean, you mean space junk that's uh, created by us or just just floating out there? Well, well, I mean, well, I guess well created by us when it comes to not doing anything about it. But in terms of the, the of the of the retarded star. Oh. Then, like, I mean, just any type of anything flying through, through space. I mean, it could be a lot of things flying through space that they don't know about. Like, um, you know, some people believe that, um, I think Neil deGrasse Tyson was talking about this. It might be that the majority of planets don't orbit stars, but they're rogue planets just floating throughout space. And because they don't have any type of, um, you know, light source or anything like that, you wouldn't see them. Mm-hmm. You, you know, speaking of science, have you heard about the study that that uh, I think Pew did um, to to kind of like test Americans to see how much science Americans know? I heard about it, but I didn't really look at it though. Oh yeah, I think like only like twenty percent of people like passed it or something like that. Mm. And apparently these were, these were like basic questions that you were supposed to learn in high school and. Um, I was listening to Marketplace, and they had uh, uh, Bill Nye, Bill Nye on, and he was talking about how bad it is, and how everyone needs to know science. But some of the questions they were talking about, I don't know. <laughs> like, um, I can't even think of one off the top of my head. But there were certain things I didn't know. Mm. Actually, a lot of things I didn't know. And so they're trying to figure out what what is what does this mean for innovation you know, in the next generation and everything like that. Oh, I mean, as the real black atheist would say, you know, the Africans were the first scientists. 
And basically all that means is that they observed their natural environment and learned about it. And then from science, once you learn about it, then you're able to create technology based on the science to advance your civilization and advance your culture. So if you don't have that science, then there's no, there's nothing that can come from that knowledge because you don't have it. And so you're just stuck and there's no innovation. All right, well, all right, so for the Africans were the first scientists, first ninjas, first reptilians, <laughs> the first, the first Elohim and, and uh, Anunnaki's. <laughs> I mean, I guess he kind of has a point. I mean, he was basically saying, like, you know, basically, um, you know, the white Western culture, they've mastered it. You know, basically what they do is, you know, observe the natural environment and create technology based on that. And, you know, that's why they're winning. I mean, it's, but see, all right, well, see, this is the thing about this kind of, uh, this, uh, this Afrocentricity, because after a while, it gets kind of silly. And in, in which you and me have, you know, we've talked at, we, we, we've talked about, you know, ad nausea because, you know, we've talked about the historic trends and that at one point in time, blacks ruled the, ruled the world and they fucked shit up. And now it's still kind of like the white people's turn to do the same shit in a sense. Yeah. I mean, I guess the Afrocentricity aspect of it is rooted in, I guess, the origin of humanity and civilization being in Africa, and then the fact that the black people did it first. Well, yeah, but uh, see, actually, I wonder if there's some type of like some type of weird Eurocentricity from, be you know, you know, from like what. 700 years ago or whatever. I mean, I imagine there would be, like, especially when you look at the whole thing with, um, I guess, was it the Moors in Spain? Yeah. And how, you know, once they were able to, you know, get everything together, they wanted to kick them Negroes out. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but, like, you know... Were they like growing? <laughs> were they like growing a hero? Did they have like a prophet? <laughs> <laughs> did, did, did they go around, you know, with their guitars and and their with their weird rebellious music that that the that the Moors just didn't understand because it was offbeat to them? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if they did because everything moves in cycles. Oh man, yo. <laughs> I'm sure there was something like that. They probably had like a whole, they probably had the first rendition of the Dark Side of the Moon probably connecting that shit to how they were reptilians in space <laughs> and how the Moors were probably, they came, you know, they were grafted out of the black cobblestone or some <laughs> shit like that. But speaking of that type of stuff though, uh, uh, speaking of the cobblestone, it's kind of interesting how you know that's an ast 
than an asteroid or a comet that hit the Earth. Yeah, it is. And then um, people run around it for religious purposes now. Now, do now, do they like run like really fast and get dizzy or something? I don't know. Mm-mm. I forget the whole significance of doing that, actually. But I don't know. It's kind of it kind of goes to the theory of um, you know all these religions being basically space cults. <laughs> hmm. Man, I I need to watch the uh, the um the reptilian agenda again. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's on YouTube somewhere. I think um if I'm not mistaken, somebody was talking about David Ike and how he um even he doesn't really subscribe to that whole reptilian thing anymore. I mean, it seemed like he didn't. He didn't subscribe to it, on and you know, on the whole, the the on the movie or whatever it's called, documentary. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, it's it's, it's a lot of interesting theories and things out there. Like, um, there's one thing I've been meaning to look at, um, which I guess is gaining some traction, according to you know the deep inside the rabbit hole podcast I listen to is the whole flat earth theory mm-hmm. that, you know, the earth is not really a, uh, a, a, I'm a ball and that it's just a plane and that there is no space. And I don't know, it gets, it gets kind of weird, but one of the th- things that they say is that, you know, our GPS isn't based on satellites. It's actually based on cell phone towers. And I was like, I need to look into that. But then I was listening to something, and then I heard like somebody say that. That's what our GPS is based off of. I was like, oh. I was thinking about it like it does kind of make sense. Hmm. Well, it's interesting because... Um I was listening to On Point one time and they were talking about, you know, like the the modern space race. Mm-hmm. And they were saying, and one guy said that the issue with like space junk is that, you know, it'll knock out a satellite that's used for GPS. And he's like, he's, you know, a specialist in space technology or something like that. Mm. So I don't know. Maybe because you know, like how on your phone there's like one type of GPS you can use but then you can turn on like the super GPS and it uses up a lot of your battery I guess it's uh-huh. like the fine GPS or something that they call it but maybe that one is based on the satellites well we well, we know that Google has some crazy shit up in space <laughs> <laughs> that's all we know and they were trying to buy the what the the analog TV signals oh yeah that's right I don't, I don't want to, this is what I understand, so, but everything is digital now, so, I don't understand how, how there are still, like, analog signals. Well, I think, it's not that they were trying to buy the analog signals, they were just trying to buy the usage of certain frequencies. So, like, 
what was it? Um, UHF, ultra high frequency, VHF, very high frequency, and then HF, which is high frequency, which which our TV channels were initially based off of. Like that had to go back to the government so they can use it for whatever they want to use it for, and so now the digital frequency is or like digital signals are being you know broadcast on another frequency so it's not that the frequency is digital or analog it's the type of information that's going over it okay so so and it's so google uh, so i guess basically like like you know, back in the day, Channel 2 and Channel 13 were, like, completely different frequencies. And that's why you couldn't have, like, like, like Channel 2 and Channel 3. Like, you know, all the channels had to have a certain space in between them because they would kind of bleed into the next one. Like, you remember how, like, Channel 20 and 24 would be sometimes? Or, like, Channel 50 and 54? Yeah, sometimes. Shit. That was, that, was, that was all the time right so like if I think from my understanding is with the digital you can just use one frequency or one frequency band but then broadcasting a digital signal you can put all these different channels through it okay so then Google wants to buy the older frequency in an effort to use it but the government said no yeah now, 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 the thing is, though, what would the government be using these frequencies for? Who knows? Because it can't be anything secret because people still have TVs and they can pick it up unless they're broadcasting some type of signal through it, which we wouldn't even be able to detect because we wouldn't even know where to begin. Hmm. Like, they could be using those signals for whatever right now, but we wouldn't know it, and we wouldn't have anything that could receive it. We would have to first know what it was, and then have a receiver that could receive it, that could, you know, get the signal and put it in a form to where we could get it, like, decrypt it. Hmm. So, I don't know. Hmm. Well, I think on that note, I think we just officially lost any kind of opportunity to become a larger podcast at this point. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, some of these episodes, we're just having conversation. (laughs) I mean, we already, you know, banged you in the head with some great interviews and uh, some great hip-hop talk. But um, I think this, for anybody who's still listening at this point, it gives you an opportunity just to, I guess, get to know us and the type of weird shit that we think about sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, man, like, I'm waiting for, like, a, like some historian to discover, like, you know, white rosters from a thousand years ago. Or something. <laughs> I mean, white rosters in the Mediterranean. <laughs> I mean, when you think about it, Jesus might have been the first roster. 
That's very true. I mean, when you think about it, even even you know the Eurocentric image of Jesus, he looks like a cleaned up Rasta, but he walked around in robes, sandals, probably some dirty feet, and that long hair. You know, back in those times, that would have dread locked up. That's right, true, especially in that climate. Yeah, so I mean, he would have been a Nazi dread. Walking around, spreading his message of love and peace. Hmm. That's very true. Hmm. See, it's something to think about. Yeah. I'm I'm tempted to name this episode Jesus was the first roster. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't know how that would go. You never know. Might as well keep the uh, the intriguing titles coming, I reckon. Yeah, I had another one. Shoot, what was it? Something that we said a couple minutes ago. Let me start writing these things down. Um, was something about the frequencies? Nah, it was like... Was it something about aliens? It might have been something about aliens. I don't remember. I'm going to go back and listen to all of our ramblings. <clears throat> but, I don't know. We're at like an hour and 22 right now. Damn, I think it was this long. Yep. But, um, Shit. I don't know. You, you trying to wrap this up? Oh, yeah, I think this is good enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, shout out to all the listeners. We thank you for taking this journey with us. Um, I think this would be episode 31, unless we have something else more pressing that comes up before then. Um, so definitely check out channel10podcast.com. Like us on Facebook. Tell a friend to tell a friend. And don't forget to uh, support so we don't have to uh, work our, our regular people jobs anymore because we're not regular people. Word. Peace out. Peace. Feeling this here. Yeah, son. You feel it, man. Roll up, son. You gotta just do it, yo. Yo, roll up, man. It's a different channel, son. Roll up. On, man. Roll up. Watch the channel, son. Different plane now, man. It's all good. Roll up. All good, baby. In every hood, son. Roll up, yo. CNN. Network. Channel 10. It's on again. Street niggas is grown men. Bold face. Gather your face. Stay in place. Yo, crime lace. Cast more beef than Scarface. CNN. Network. Channel 10, it's on again. Street niggas, this grown man. Bold face, gather your face. Stay in place, yo, crime lace. Catch more beef to Scarface.